Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're at. This is the Democratic Republican Podcast, and I'm your host, the Democratic Republican, bringing you a moderate view in a very divided world. So let's get into it. Well, one thing I want to talk about is what everyone is talking about, the Ukrainian-Russian war, Putin's war, whatever you want to call it, right? And I'm going to tell you my uh, feelings about this entire thing. It's bullshit. And not that it's made up bullshit. It's bullshit that someone like Putin, who has been in power since the fall of the Soviet Union, thinks that he's able to just go into another nation who doesn't pose any type of threat to him or the freedom of his people and basically just wreck it. I mean, it's it's crazy to think in 2022 in a democracy, a democratic nation like Ukraine, where, you know, six months ago, I probably could have took a plane there on vacation if I wanted to. It's in ruins now. Like, even if Russia wins this, the Ukrainian people would never submit to his will what is he looking for here this is what's baffling me because not only putin has put his legacy on a line, which he didn't have much of a legacy outside of russia anyway but he has put his political career on the line most people in russia don't want this war the ukrainian people is never going to submit and now thousands of small businesses in russia is ruined large numbers of big corporations in Russia is ruined. Uh, outside businesses have stopped all relationships with Russia. I mean, my God, they have been kicked out of the World Cup tournament. They, they are basically on their own. Their currency is in ruin. And you really just got to think to yourself, what's, what's the goal here? Because to me, this is just, it's just madness. To me, it seems like with this particular problem from Putin's view, it's personal. It seems like he has a personal vendetta against any nation that used to be a part of the Soviet Union, you know, living their best life. And that's, that's the most I can really say about this situation. Seriously, like no aggression, no problems with Russia. Hell, I don't even think Ukraine has a nuke, which they no, they don't. They don't. This is like Texas existing as a nation by himself, which if anybody has ever been to Texas, they exist as a nation by themselves. But this is just like the rest of the United States declaring war on Texas just for being there. I mean, I am so proud of the world. That, you know, I know everything is not as rosy and as they wanted to see, but I'm just so proud of every nation pretty much telling Russia not only to fuck off, but we're going to crumble you financially and we're going to turn your own people against you. Like Putin has lost the support of the majority of Russia, which for any dictator or authoritarian that spells little trouble for you. Now, so far, the United States have not engaged in this conflict the way the world usually wants them to. 
And that's pretty much bring your army, take control of our land. And when you're finished, get the fuck out. I'm proud of Joe Biden for not getting us into a war with Russia, which, in my opinion, if the United States was just a little bit better off politically, socially, I would say let's do this. And you know why I would say let's do this? Because Russia is vulnerable. Putin is vulnerable. And if we were to engage in the conflict right now, yes, I know what everyone thinks, nuclear war, blah, 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 but I don't think it would ever go that far. But what I believe is that we could finally see the end of Putin's regime and finally see a different Russia. Now, I'm not trying to say it's going to be, you know, the best Russia ever, you know, but before I die, I would love to see a regime change there. I would love to see Putin gone. He's a horrible person who doesn't care about no one but himself. He he doesn't deserve to be there for one. He holds this grudge against the United States, which in some instances, some nations do have a valid right to hold a grudge against the United States. But to a point that you're will- willing to sacrifice your man and woman in uniform for something that's not even remotely threatening you. It tells me everything I need to know about this guy. He's bad news. Um, the Ukrainian president, by the way, uh, president Zelensky balls of steel. That's what every leader should be. That's what every leader should look like. So today I'm going to keep this episode short. I'm just going to really focus on Ukraine here. No editing. If you hear background noise, I'm sorry. We'll get better soon. But I'm focusing on Ukraine is because now we're seeing a side that a lot of people don't talk about with Ukraine. The issue I'm about to focus on now is race. And unfortunately, some Ukrainians, even though we have a major conflict happening right now, is finding a way to be racist. And we're going to talk about that right after the break. Now, what I mean when I say that some Ukrainians are finding time to be a racist, there have been a lot. And I mean, a lot of videos that have surfaced mainly on Twitter. That is showing uh, non-Ukrainians, black, um, you know, Asian uh, people who are in Ukraine for whatever reason or are, you know, was born there. But they are showing that they are being treated differently. One instance, we saw a train pull up and it's supposed to be the train to pretty much just escape the war zone, get you somewhere safe so you can get somewhere even safer. And what we saw was colored people, Asian people, they were being blocked from getting on a train. We can't say it didn't happen. It did. It has been confirmed that these instances have keep taking place. We have college students over there in Ukraine and they are over there and trying to get home and trying to get safety just like the Ukrainians. But it seems that, like I said, some people have found time to be a racist. And they are being discriminated against. They're finding it hard to get out. 
If you're not Ukrainian, you're going to have a hard time getting on a train, getting on a plane, getting out of Ukraine, getting out of the way of danger, getting out of the war zone. And in my opinion about this whole thing is this. If you have time to be a racist during a crisis like this, you have time to just die. Pretty much. I have no sympathy for racists. I have no sympathy for people who uh, think that it's okay to discriminate against others based on their religion, uh, nationality, color of the skin, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't give a fuck if you hate people because they're anime fans. People like that shouldn't exist in this world. It's not enough air. It's not enough space in this universe for people who think like that. Sorry, I had a glitch. Okay, so, but basically what I'm getting at, I don't want to keep, you know, going on for a very long time, is that basically what I'm saying is this. You know, there's a bigger issue here, and it's the issue of a man named Putin who's trying to take over your country, who's trying to subjugate you to basically slavery. He's trying to take over your government to install a government that he controls that gives him more power in your company, in your country to control your life. The way you think, the way you eat, the way you breathe, where you go, who you can love and not all Ukrainians, but some Ukrainians still are finding ways to be a racist. It's a problem that. It is old as time. And it's sad that in 2020, when the entire world is pretty much on your side, that you still have some people who see people whose skin is darker, whose face doesn't look like their face, who are from Africa, Asia, who are Muslim, you know, who, you know, their religion is different. Their nationality is different. You still have people. And in this instance, Ukrainians that still won't accept these people for who they are and will find time, even when a bomb is raining down on them, to be a fucking racist. It's pathetic. Those are the people I hope die over there. I don't wish death on people. Good people. But people who are just evil people who are willing to choose racism over being a good person people who live this life and is given the blessing of having a normal body free of any diseases and and you know things of that nature to use their life force to be a racist piece of shit i have no love for you hopefully those people who were being racist, who, who instilled these racist laws, go the way of the dodo. Because I think it's about time. You know? But that's, go that's what's going on over there in Ukraine right now. You know? And it's sad that these stories are emerging. But people, listen. It's 2022. You're not going to be able to get away with being a racist, an evil bigot, a crazy person like Putin. You're just not going to. Too many cameras, too many eyeballs, too many people, too many microphones. You are being recorded at all times. Hell, I could be recorded right now while I'm standing in this booth talking and recording this podcast. 
not recording the podcast. I'm saying somebody else recorded me. But anyway, you guys know what I'm saying. But back to the point. <laughs> it's just, just sad, you know. I have tremendous respect for President Zelensky because he's dealing with a lot. Oh, and by the way, you have like three former heavyweight boxers over there now fighting for their country. And all this going on, you just have a few bad ads there who just want to be pieces of shit. So, yeah. But the way we're going to end this show today with our next subject is going to be Brittany Griner. What the hell are you doing in Russia right after this break? So the last subject I'm going to talk about today is Americans overseas. Now, if you are American overseas, you might need to be paying attention to the news, you know, with the war that's going on with Russia and Ukraine. <clears throat> now, I've been overseas before. I could tell you that I paid attention to the news back home. And I also got little droplets of news from the embassies. So I say this because we found out today that WNBA star, uh, Olympic champion, uh, WNBA champion, college athlete, basketball star, Brittany Griner has been detained by Russian authorities for the last three weeks. We're just learning about it today. My biggest takeaway is this. What the fuck are you doing over there? America put out basically an advisory telling all Americans to leave Russia on January the 23rd. And from what I can do with my little due diligence, I can see where um, it was um, Brittany Griner was still in America. Now, uh, a lot of WNBA players, they pay, they play overseas in Europe um, because they get paid shit here. But that's not the fault of the male organization. That's the fault of the WNBA organization. Every business needs to make money. When that money comes in, that's when players can get bigger salaries, blah, blah, blah. Let's talk about that later. But a lot of WNBA players play over there. Now, America has confirmed that pretty much every American uh, excuse me, <laughs> let me say that again. The WNBA has confirmed that pretty much every single um, player, personnel, has been, um, um, has left Russia. Why Brittany Griner was still there? She She's going to have to explain. Why was she over there with cannabis oil? Would she know that the Russians, they are going to harass you because you're American? I don't know. Now, I don't know if this is a setup on her. I don't know if they're just picking on her because she's American, but you kind of stand out. You're black. You're six, nine. You're a woman in Russia. When Russia is literally getting their ass kicked economically by America, you might not want to be there. She needs to explain that. But at the same time, the people who she contacted, the American embassy, the WNBA in Russia needs to explain why Brittany Griner was over there. Russia needs to explain why we're only knowing three weeks from now, three weeks later of why she was detained. I don't like this situation. It's very scary because for one, she's a woman. She's a black woman. 
and she's in a hostile environment government wise by herself. And it's little to no information we can get out. My opinion is that she's about to be ransomed. If you want her back, we need, we need some money. Because Russia right now financially is fucked. And I'm scared for Brittany Griner. I really am. And I hope this is a wake-up call to the NBA. And the WNBA owners, executives, and commissioners. To let's make sure that these women are being paid so they don't need to go over there. This should be a wake-up call to Nike, Adidas, uh, any company out there that endorse NBA players. How about some endorsements for these women so they don't need to go to Europe and play? So I'm not going to spend too much time on this because, you know, I'm just going to go right to my well. And my well tells me, why are you over there? You have no business over there. Get the fuck back to America immediately. You knew all this was going on. But the other side of me is really scared for her. I hope she's okay. I hope she's doing well. And I hope she's out of Russia immediately. And I hope this is a wake-up call to companies, organizations, and commissioners, like I just said, to let's do something to help the WNBA make more money. So in turn, that money can be given to the players. I hate saying that because... It sounds just like that Reagan trickonomics bullshit. But let's just be honest. The NBA wasn't passing out hundred million dollar contracts until pretty much every single franchise in the NBA was worth over a billion dollars. Not ninety nine hundred million, not eight hundred million. No, well over a billion. Every single franchise in the NBA makes billions a year. And because they make billions, they're able to pay, they're able to pay people multiple millions. And that's where we need to get the WNBA yet. So, Brittany Griner, I know you can't hear this, but, you know, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're good. Please get the fuck out of Russia. Don't go back. And um, that's where we're going to end today, guys. Feels good to be back. I know the audio is not going to be pristine like it was before, but... Like I said in the beginning, I'm trying to find a good groove to make these episodes again because now they're they're fun. It's not work. Um, and I'm going to continue to just rent because that's what this show was about. This podcast was always about me picking up this phone or going for my computer or going towards a microphone and rent about the things that I feel is important in the world of entertainment, sports and politics And I'm going to keep doing it. So until next time, this is the Democratic Republican podcast. And I, I'm me, (laughs) I'm the Democratic Republican signing off.